0: Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.
1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The writing was on the wall, but I think it still kind of sucks if you're an American soccer fan. Jesse Marsh is officially out as the head coach of Leeds. The experiment that started a year ago when Jesse was able to keep the team up against relegation has come to an end amidst a lot of, of chatter from the Leeds faithful, from the Premier League press, just from people around the world who I feel like we're ready to see Jesse Marsh get out of there. We're going to talk all about Jesse Marsh on this episode. We're going to talk about what this means for Leeds, what this means for Tyler Adams, Wes McKinney, Brendan Aronson, what this means for American coaches going forward, especially American coaches in the Premier League, uh, and what this, what Jesse Marsh's next move will be. Will it be the U.S. Men's National Team? Will he be going somewhere else? All that and more on this episode of The Yanker Report. What's up? My name is Sam. Welcome to The Yanker Report, a show all about Americans. Soccer. If you're into that, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. You can ring the bell. You can become a member if you want to directly support the channel. Speaking of supporting the channel, we're going to start the show. We're going to be talking about Jesse March. We're going to bring in producer Brad. All after a word from this week's sponsor. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball. UFC MMA and more you always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends bet online with live betting options free contests and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable bet online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use promo code believe to receive your rewards betonline.ag where the game starts. Brad, it is with great sadness that I say Jesse Marsh is no longer a head coach in the Premier League. The experiment has come to an end. This this episode is basically the funeral for Jesse Marsh. Um, thoughts on the firing? Initial thoughts?
2: It's sad, but not surprising, necessarily. Uh, once you lose that fan base, the Leeds fan base are are a very passionate group and they don't give a lot of leeway. Um, so once you lose that fan base, I think the writing's on the wall for you. And, and, and the ownership group I think was stretching the, uh, the patience of that fan base for a little while when Jesse, I guess, wasn't necessarily trying to appease them by switching up the tactics. He was, he was very headstrong with the style that he wanted to play. Um, which had gotten him results in the past, but it also had gotten him in trouble in the past. This, I don't want to say, was a, uh, a repeat of what we saw at RB Leipzig, but it's, it's not that far off. Um, I'm disappointed. I, I think the timing was a little interesting, especially after they spent a, not an inconsiderable uh, amount of money in the January transfer window, which is usually when we see teams... Uh, patch a hole or two but not really spend a lot of money which Leeds did and they were guys that were going to fit jesse's system so i thought he might have gotten a little bit more leeway but after you lose 1-0 at nottingham forest a game which honestly they had chances they should have won that game 3-1 um but you know ifs and buts for candy and nuts every day be christmas but um, you can't go to the city ground and lose and, and, and only be safe uh, of the relegation zone on goal differential. Uh, that's just not going to cut it at this point of the year.
1: Yeah, I've been reading some articles from the British press today um, in regards to the firing. There was one in particular on The Athletic written by a Scottish fellow. I forget his name. Uh, but it is it does not paint Jesse in a very pretty light at all. Uh, pretty much rips him to shreds and kind of rips the whole experiment to shreds. Um, you mentioned sort of um, the the fan base kind of wearing thin with some of his antics. You know, he came into the uh, team and um, everybody will remember his his, his speech that he gave to RB Salzburg, which kind of put him on the map globally as a as a head coach. And then he comes to the Premier League and he's fiery. Um, he's saying things in the press. Uh, some of those things are, are uh, landing with the fan base. Some of them are not so much landing with the fan base. He gets the, uh, the red card for some of his antics on the sideline. He's a super passionate and animated dude. Uh, but at the same time, it's one of those things where when things are going well, You'll be beloved. But when things are not going well, uh, those are things that people are going to look at and go, you know, we'll let you get away with that when the team's winning. But when they're not winning, we're not going to do that. I think the narrative that's being built out there, well, I'd say there's two separate narratives. I think um, the narrative that I'm reading a lot in the British press is um, that this was a coach who was just not ready for prime time. Um, has a system that works well at the lower levels of the game, maybe the mid-levels of the game. But once you get to the highest levels, and certainly in the Premier League, um, that you're not going to be able to succeed with the type of soccer that he wants to play, especially whenever you're going to be at a supreme talent disadvantage the way that Leeds is. Um, The way that his team just pressed so much and exerted so much energy, but was unable to do much of anything at all with the ball And then whenever they did lose the ball in those transition moments, were just completely exposed and and just never had the back line to be able to withstand that. Maybe didn't have the keeper to be able to withstand that. Um, The team both struggled to score goals and look competent in their in the attacking end and look competent in the defensive end, whenever they were under pressure, shoot, we saw some goals today against Manchester United where we saw some of those exact same things um, where, I mean, just losing, losing jumping battles for headers against man United is, that's not the way you want to go down if, if yeah. you're a team like Leeds. Uh, But the other narrative that I'm seeing from American fans who were a little bit more supportive of Jesse and, and want to paint him in a good light is that, The advanced analytics aren't quite as bad um, as some of the results have been. And maybe if he had more time with the squad, that things would turn around. Um, I I feel like I'm... I feel like I lean a little bit more towards the British press in this one that maybe this system was just ultimately never going to work, and, and being this dogmatic towards this particular system with that group of players is not going to be a recipe for success in the long run. But but what do you think? You think he, he was doomed to fail, or do you think um, as the as the year as the year goes on that uh, some of those advanced analysts are going to pan out for this lead squad?
2: I think it's it's really interesting. I think it's a little bit of both here. Um, the the style that he was trying to play this year, uh, from the start of the year, you saw the results against some of the bigger teams. Uh, I'm thinking Chelsea and Liverpool, um, but you also saw his team get really tired towards the end, and sometimes subs weren't made at the right uh, at the right times, but you know i just i go back to the fact that it's with the guys he had it wasn't going to work especially over the length of a season and with the way that the premier league standings have uh have Shaken out so far this year, it's very tight at the bottom, so pretty much from 13th down to 20th. they It's there within a couple points. You're a losing streak away or a winning streak away from either being relegated or being safe. And, and I think you can't really have that much time for experimenting in, when the league's shaking out this way, where there's really not a very definable middle. There's really a top and a bottom uh, this year. Um but I keep going back to the fact that they did bring in players for him to try and make this system work. And then after one bad result, um, it, it's, it's see you later, Jesse. But I, I do think, um, that it wasn't necessarily, I think the players that they brought in can succeed at this level, but not necessarily in that, as you called it last week, cocaine football style. Uh, I, I don't think, with a league that is as physical as the uh, premier league that the running up and down the field is really going to, to pan out. Uh, I, I, I love Jesse. I I, I am a Jesse fan. Um, I've talked to him a few times. He has this, this weird effect where when you talk to him, he makes you feel like you're the only person like on earth. It's the coolest thing. You can't help but root for, root for the guy after you meet him and talk to him one on one. but. Um, With some of his, his antics in the press, which uh, he leaned into a little bit when, you know, when you have the English press hounding you like they did, I mean, you can't help but fire back every now and again. But uh, I I do think it was doomed to fail. I do think Leeds can, I do think they have the talent, but I think it's going to be not a pretty style of football that Jesse wanted to play a fun style of football that he wanted to play going forward.
1: Yeah, I think you see it with the squad. I mean, if you watch the game against Manchester United today, or if you watch really any of the Leeds games this season, if they're not scoring in that first 45, if they're not getting the lead, it's going to be really tough for them to come back. Mm -hmm. Because they just run out of energy by that 70th minute. They don't have the energy. They don't have the the quality in the side to really break down an opposition that's sitting in. And I think that's the big tactical downfall that everybody's pointing towards. Um, the team tended to get... Uh, Team to look better against the better teams in the league because those are the teams that were willing to push forward against them and play more into their strength. The the teams that are more at that level, at their level, the lower tier teams in the Premier League that are sitting back a little bit more and are not just running at them with the ball over and over again, they struggled to break them down. If the team sat back against Leeds and counter Leeds really struggled with that. We saw that over and over again. Um, the, the question now, I think, regarding Jesse Marsh is, is what's next? You know, you come from uh, the Salzburg team where he was riding high. He gets the call up to Leipzig, which seems like uh, would have been the perfect move up from the Red Bull system. Uh, and he's out within a couple of months. It seemed to fall flat. I mean, he 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 said something in the press that like it was the, the wrong team at the wrong time. I wasn't the right guy for that particular job. Uh, moves over to Leeds and uh, doesn't complete a full season at Leeds either. He gets a little bit of the back end of last season helping them stay out of relegation. But then this year barely survives the transfer window and is out after the first game in the transfer window. Uh, So what happens with Jesse Marsh? I don't think that he's going to be in line for another Premier League job anytime soon. There's also the looming um, U- U.S. men's national team job that's out there. I know a few months ago, a lot of fans would have loved to have Jesse Marsh as the head coach for the national team. But it feels like now um, that the fan, the U.S. fan base has kind of turned against Jesse Marsh in a big way. I don't think a lot of American fans want him. Um, I-, I think a lot of American fans have, have tuned in a little bit more to... Um, the the dogmatic style that he has where he may be even more of a systemic uh zealot than maybe even greg berhalter was and greg berhalter got ripped for that in in a big way um i don't i don't know what's next for jesse march what do you see for jesse march's future
2: i don't know um i could see him taking some time off uh because after he was let go from leipzig everyone was kind of expecting jesse uh there were some media networks that actually hired him uh, to be a pundit for a while. And they got through one or two shows with him. And he was like, uh, sorry, guys, I got to go. I'm going to Leeds United. Um, I could see him doing some media stuff. Possibly this this could be an interesting uh, option. I could see him in MLS uh, in uh, a, a system where he can help grow young talent, which he did very well at RB Salzburg. Say, say, say what you want about him, but he did. Uh, and and the, the players coming through were supremely talented, but he helped get the best out of them and helped them move on to bigger and better things. Um, I could see him doing that very well uh, at RB Leipzig. Uh, the U.S. men's national team job is an interesting one. One of the things that I saw recently um, was the possibility of him As the head man and Jim Curtin as an assistant, which I thought was weird because I think Jim Curtin is a name that more people should be looking at for the job itself. I think that would be kind of a too many cooks in the kitchen situation. Um, But I do think he, he has a very... Um, a wealth of knowledge about the current player pool. Obviously, he brought three of them to his team. I don't think that's anything to discount very quickly. But if we are trying to avoid uh, someone who's going to be very set into a system, you can't treat the national team like a club team. We know that, we've seen that experiment. Um, You have to adapt to the players that are in your squad, not trying to adapt the squad to your system because you you can't choose um the players that are in your squad you can't go out and buy say oh gee it would be really nice to have a really big physical number nine let's go get Erling Haaland. unfortunately you can't do that at the international level um so I don't know if Jesse would be the right guy for the job I I thought when uh Greg was struggling um at, uh early on in the qualifying cycle I thought uh that he would that we would make the call for Jesse um then I think that might have been the time but I don't know if uh if that's something we can look at now, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the media. He's, he's great uh, on camera. um, And MLS, I think would be an interesting option.
1: You know, he's, He's, he's still a very young guy. I believe he's 49 years old. I'm not 100% on that. But uh, for, as far as head coaches go, very young. Yeah. He still has the opportunity to go somewhere else and bounce back. Um, I, I don't know what exactly his, um, his, his reputation on the international scene is at this point. After really failing out at Leipzig and then Leeds, um, you'd imagine that he'd still be able to get a job somewhere, a pretty high profile job, but but what does he want? what what works best for um, whatever future he's building towards? as far as as far as the US men's national team job, um, we're just coming off of this uh, scandal uh, where, Greg Burhalter was embroiled with a scandal because one of his former teammates was the, the the father of a player on the team and there was all this interconnected tissue and um, U.S. men's national team fans are screaming that they want uh, total outsiders. Well, Jesse Marsh doesn't fit that bill. I mean, Jesse Marsh is definitely a, a U.S. soccer insider. He's he's an MLS guy. He's a US, former U.S. men's national team guy. He's going to have relationships with all those guys. So I, I don't know if that alone um, disqualifies him for the position or if U.S. soccer doesn't really care about what everybody else out there is saying um, and is, is, is seeing that there's a lot of value in this guy. Um, clearly, he's a very talented coach. He might be the most talented American coach out there. He certainly has the best resume of any American coach out there at the moment um, as far as the leagues and teams that he's, he's coached. So um, there is a lot of value there. I I, I don't know what, it, what ultimately is gonna come of this. Um, I do know that he was making pretty good money in the Premier League. Um, I don't know if he'd be able to get that in MLS. I don't know if he'd be able to get close to that in MLS unless somebody really, really, really wants to break the bank to get him, which is not impossible. It's not impossible for somebody out there to spend uh, $3 million or whatever it is he would command in order to uh, get back to MLS. But um, it's it's a question mark. Um, I, I think the next thing, well, you had something on that?
2: Yeah, I think uh, another interesting option could be – a club that is close to relegation and one of the other top five leagues in Europe uh, calling him in because they saw the job he did at Leeds United and um helping them stay up in what looked like an impossible
1: situation last year. A lot Yeah, of people- he speaks multiple languages. He's, yeah. he's proven that he can coach uh, at multiple different locations. I mean, it, he has a, a solid resume. It's not like this guy um, is never going to get a job again in international soccer. He's definitely yeah. going to fall somewhere. It's just probably not going to be the Premier League, and it's probably not going to be like a Champions League, high-profile, knockout-round Champions League club. Yeah. No, Absolutely. All right, so where does this leave Leeds? I mean, Leeds still has an American head coach at the moment in Chris Armas, which which has been one of the most interesting careers. I mean, if you're going to have a a U.S. soccer documentary come out in like 30 years, 20 years, whatever the case may be, the Chris Armas documentary, where he just keeps ending up at these really interesting locations in American soccer history. He's like the Forrest uh, Gump of football. He's exactly, just always there. <laughs> he's just there. I don't know how he keeps showing up, but he certainly keeps showing up. Um, so Chris Armas is is leading leads at the moment. Um, as you said, they are a point out of the relegation zone, but they're a point out of the relegation zone with like half the league. I mean, yeah. there are so many teams in the mix. Um, we've seen Weston McKinney get uh he was a sub in in the last game and then he he got the full uh he he got the start in this game against uh Manchester United um it's been a kind of I I don't know what to assess for Wes McKinney's performance so far um I, I don't know that we've gotten to see the new striker so far you could correct me on that uh Leeds does have some reinforcements that we haven't quite gotten to see what what do we make of Leeds for the rest of the season
2: I genuinely have no idea. Uh, I'm wearing my, uh, my Weston Juve shirt because I haven't gotten a, a, a Leeds one yet. But if someone does not brand them the Bash brothers from the Mighty Ducks D2, then I don't know what we're doing because watching them in a double pivot today, it was nothing but grit and, and, and pace and, and athleticism and fire. I mean, I would have only felt more patriotic if Weston had a dip in and spit it at Luke Shaw. I mean, in that, during that dust-up. I was damn proud of them today. But uh, we did see their new striker that they got from Hoffenheim for about 30 minutes today. Um, I thought some of the subs were a little weird. Uh, I, I was happy to see Brendan Aronson, but I thought he was an interesting sub to make at that time. They took him, uh, put him on for Jack Harrison. Uh, I thought maybe bringing in an extra uh, uh, more defensive minded midfielder or, or a defender to try to see that one out might have been a, a better option but um, far be it from from me to say that um I do think they can stay up I, I do think that they have the ability to gut out some some uh, some close games and, and and they have a lot of players on that roster who, have been in releg- relegation fights before uh, as well. I, and it only takes a few to go your way to where you're feeling better about yourself. And getting a point at Old Trafford, I think, will go a long way because I, if I were a betting man, I would say that they might lose this Sunday to Manchester United at home. But then they have a few games that are winnable and that you can get points from. So, I do think they will be safe uh it's all gonna come down to uh you know the adjustments that they're able to make in games, which was one of the big sticking points with Jesse is that he wasn't making those adjustments and you saw today about the seventieth minute they just ran out of gas, and United was just all over them so I think you know making some different subs here and there and making some different squad choices i think they will be safe but um it's definitely going to be a fight but they just need a few to go their way in some coming in the coming weeks
1: and you feel like it's coming, man. And you feel like I mean this this game today against Manchester United was gonna be a difficult test regardless. Uh, but seeing Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney roam that midfield and just be on top of everything. I mean, Weston hasn't quite made the um the 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 attacking impact yet that I think that he's gonna make at some point for this squad. But defensively I mean, he he has lended some athleticism, some some size, um, some intensity that I don't think that you were getting out of the, uh, what was his name, the Spanish midfielder that was playing uh, inside, Rocca, uh Mark Rocca. Yeah, Rocca, Mark Rocca. Yeah, I, I don't think that he was quite bringing that the way that uh, – uh Weston McKinney can. Um I'm excited to see how it plays out. I think that by the end of the season, um, he will have shown his quality to that squad. Um there there was still some some opportunities that Weston had to make some passes and and some transition moments where it it just didn't quite work out. I'm hoping that it's more um him being and a new team playing against uh, Manchester United uh, yeah. is the reason for that. You know, it is difficult circumstances to be fair to Weston McKinney, uh, but I, I do feel like he's, he's got something special in him.
2: I I, I do too. One of the things that I was, uh, and maybe it's just because he's been there a, a, a short amount of time, but they didn't have him involved on attacking set pieces on corners. Very much. They kind of had him sitting at the top of the box where I was like, what are you doing you got air west in there i mean maybe they have such elaborate set pieces which we have seen them do before that they're just kind of like just hang back west and watch us do our thing real quick um that he hasn't gotten enough time on the training ground for that but that was one that was something that was making me scratch my head a little bit today
1: Yeah, I think it'll come in time. Now, the next question has to be, I mean, we're looking at this Leeds experiment where um, they make the move for Wes McKinney. They made the move in the offseason to bring in Brendan Aronson, Tyler Adams. Jesse Marsh was the head coach. uh, Just a heavy American influence for this Leeds side. Uh, Marsh has already gotten the ax. Uh, What do you feel like this means for American soccer? Now, I always want to be on the side of like this isn't a big deal. All things will work out in time and the long run things will be good. But you know, I have to say like Jesse Marsh succeeding in the premier league would have been a really, really, really big deal. Um, I I think it's, it's not good that he got fired in this manner, um, where the fan base and, the um, and and the, and the chairman lost confidence in him. I I don't think that this is a good thing at all. I think if Jesse Marsh succeeds, then all of a sudden you have a lot more opportunities out there for some of the young coaches in MLS currently. Um, you look at guys like Steve Chirondolo and maybe Josh Wolf or Jim Curtin, um, guys like that. Maybe their their phone is ringing a little bit more. Maybe they can command a little bit more money um, from their agents, either from MLS or, or overseas. I don't know. With Jesse Marsh kind of flailing out in this manner, Um, I think it hurts. I think it does hurt. Now, I will say that because there's just so much American influence in the Premier League, um, both with the players and the fans, but especially the ownership that's coming into this league, that I think that you're not going to see Americans iced out the way that you might have 20 years ago or 15 years ago in the Premier League. But I do think that this sucks, man. And if this league leads team goes down, it's going to be a a real indictment on American soccer, whether it's whether it's it should be or not. I think that's the way it's going to be played in the British press and especially, you know, throughout Europe. It's going to be seen as this American experiment failed. Am, Am I wrong on that?
2: Uh, I, I think the most important thing you said there is warranted or not. I think if leads go down, I think it's definitely, oh, it's all because of the Yanks, which there aren't any Americans on that back line that has more holes in Swiss cheese, and there's not an American playing number nine who's scuffing every single shot. Very few guesses who I'm talking about. Not there. just
1: every shot, man. Every time the ball comes into that man's feet, like, oh my... Yep. I, yep. It reminds... I, I played... Um, I. A lot of my friends were D1 athletes growing up, and a lot of my friends that I played soccer with ended up playing college soccer. They were way better than me, so Mm -hmm. I definitely identify with that particular player. Like Whenever we would watch videos back of our team, um, they would look like the rest of Leeds, and I would look like that particular player when the ball came (laughs) to my feet. So I'm like, oh man, I'm looking at myself. But anyway, go on. But
2: but the the blame will solely be on the Americans, but uh, I I do think it won't affect i think they're going to fall in love with weston uh the same way they've fallen in love with tyler uh every single post that leads puts out of tyler adams it the ca- the comments underneath it are leads next captain leads next captain captain america blah, blah 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 he's great and and brendan's been a little up and down i think he'll he'll come around um, but as far as American coaches go, you could not be more right. It's going to—it's not going to take as much time as it took for Jesse to get there. That uh, since Bob Bradley, who w- was at Swansea and was fired within like what two months, um, it's not going to take that much time. I think, uh, especially because of the ownership groups now, um, and just because American coaches have gotten better. But I don't think that. Uh, a, a club is going to take a risk on an mls coach uh i think that the path is going to have to be similar to kind of what jesse has taken um where he went to a salzburg and then to a leipzig um but if if you have an american coach who succeeds in uh, I, in another league in europe i think they will get a chance um And I think they uh, will be looked on pretty favorably by uh, owners who are looking to market their product to Americans in the States because it is still a relatively untapped market. It is uh, growing leaps and bounds, uh, but it is still there are still a lot of eyeballs and a lot of hearts and minds up for grabs uh, for teams. Uh, in the Premier League, but I do think that they're going to be wary and they're going to want them to have proven it uh, outside of MLS. Now, if Jesse succeeds and and Leeds are finishing top 10, top uh, 12-ish, I do think maybe Steve Gerundolo gets a call. Maybe Jim Curtin gets a call. Um, But I don't think those guys' phones are going to be ringing. And it it does suck because it is – an indictment on on them when it shouldn't be because those are, are good young coaches who are also very very involved in their academies and growing talent and, and um and and grooming people in into uh playing as a team and playing in a system uh but this is just uh the optics are the optics uh you, you had you had the cowboy come in and, and uh he saved you from allegation which i think he should have gotten a lot more love for than he did but it didn't uh, ingrain him as much as maybe it should had into the hearts and minds of Leeds fans. And then you start off the season, but you still had people who were very wary of him. Um, and then they go through an extended rough patch, do make no mistake. The results were not nowhere near where they needed to be. Um, but it, it it is solely it's it's always going to be the American coach Jesse March, not just the coach Jesse March. It's going to be the American coach Jesse Marsh.
1: Yeah. And if you don't believe that, you need to go ahead and read some of the articles being written about Jesse Marsh at the moment, because they certainly um, understand which country he came from. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I do. Th- I do see C. Ch- Chirondolo seems to be that guy who who might have the ambition and, and the ties to eventually certainly end up in Germany at, at some point. If yeah. if um if he has put together a few good years at LAFC and it seems like um, that's very much in the cards with the way that LAFC is running things at the moment. Uh, that's yet to be seen. Um, I don't know about some of the other guys. What I do know is that coaches in MLS don't make a tremendous amount of money, especially compared to uh, some of the, the the money that you can make over in Europe. Uh, the money that's being paid to players has really caught up in a big way with some of the lower-tier leagues throughout Europe. The coaches' money, not so much. So it's still a big opportunity for these guys to take uh, international jobs or jobs with uh, European clubs. So um, you would like to see that pathway available and open, and and I do certainly think this hurts that. Let's put a bow in the Jesse Marsh conversation and the Leeds conversation for now. Uh, Last week, we finished things up was doing a player of the week. Uh, I, this week, I, I want to highlight another player, but I understand that you have someone who isn't actually a player.
2: Yeah, and that's uh, the new Hoffenheim head coach, uh, Pedogreno Matarazza, um, who is a New Jersey native, uh, played soccer at Columbia University, um, was the head coach of Stuttgart for three years. He helped bring them up to the Bundesliga and then helped avoid uh, relegation last season, which if you haven't seen the video, go find it. It's great. The uh, video of his family watching from his brother's garage in Jersey. It's, it's just the best. Um, but he goes there and, and he has two. They're kind of the, uh, the Bundesliga leads a little bit. Uh, he has two American players. Uh, one who's who's a wily vet who has been widely discussed on this channel and, and many among uh, our YouTube uh, co- uh, comrades uh, out there, John Brooks. Um, and then a really exciting young prospect in Justin Che, who uh, over the break has been officially named a, a first-team player and has been getting some minutes here and there for them. Uh, I'm really interested to see how he does. He was let go by Stuttgart in uh, October of this season after... Uh, a poor start, but brought in uh, to a Hoffenheim team that's just above the le- relegation zone, and hope they're hoping that he can repeat the trick that he did last year and then keep and keep them up in the German top flight. So I'm going to be really interested to see. Uh, hopefully, this will be some some good news uh, after uh, the sad news of Jesse Marsh. Hopefully, the success of another American manager in the top five league will, you know, give us a little something to hope for.
1: A good shout, man. And, you know, we were just talking about um, the American managers out there, and we didn't mention Pellegrino. And he he's hes sort of like the forgotten man in, in American soccer. He really is. And that's hard
2: to believe because his name could totally be a cocktail. I mean, that is just a great name. That's a great New Jersey name.
1: Well, there's, there's guys out there who are American um, by nationality, but aren't really like didn't grow up in the United States and, and don't really feel American, but Pellegrino Matarazzo did. Like he yeah. is a hundred percent.
2: He's, he's from down the, sh- he's from down the shore, you know, and then he played at Columbia. Um, I know, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about the new Norwich uh manager, who was the manager at young boys uh in Switzerland. Um, I, um But when you hear him talk, he has a very thick German accent, but no, this is, this is a Jersey dude. I mean, this is, um this is a guy who who is often forgotten about um he was an assistant at hoffenheim he really kind of only came onto the scene around 2019 he started his coaching career in 2010 but he was mainly an assistant um was an assistant at hoffenheim for two years before getting the call uh for stuttgart but th- he, he is an exciting guy and and hopefully he can keep hoffenheim up and hopefully Help, uh, John Brooks and Justin Trey, uh, either John Brooks research, uh, have a career resurgence, hopefully Tim Ream 2.0 or, uh, and help groom an exciting young prospect in Justin Che.
1: Yeah, and, and we certainly need one of those. I mean, the, the center back depth chart for the U.S. Yep. men's national team is is the same it was uh, before the World Cup as it yeah, is now, totally. maybe even a <laughs> little worse. So uh, Justin Shea or even John Brooks, who's not, I mean, he's, what was he, like 29 years old, something like he that? it's not
2: 33 at the next World Cup.
1: Yeah, it's not completely What's out of from, the question. I mean,
2: Tim did it at 35.
1: You know, I I sort of wrote him off after he went to uh, Portugal and just didn't get to play at all. So just assume that like the next thing we would hear is that he was going to quietly retire, but he ends up back in Germany and gets gets minutes kind of immediately. So I guess there might be a little bit more in the tank. We'll yep. see what what the next U.S. Men's National Team manager brings in um, as far as a system and whether John Brooks might be a fit in that particular system. I have a feeling if Jesse Marsh is the coach, probably not a good sign for John Brooks. But um, anyway, my yep. player that I want to highlight this week is a guy that made a lot of headlines during the World Cup, but has just had a really quiet club career, but all of a sudden has put together a string of starts, but not necessarily the position you'd expect. And that's Tim Weah. Tim Weah became one of the most important attacking players for the U.S. men's national team throughout World Cup qualifying and showed that medal again during the World Cup. Um, He was the lockdown starter at at right wing, Um, made a lot of things happen with his dynamic attacking play. Uh, But throughout his career at Lille, since he's arrived there, he struggled to be consistently healthy, which has made him struggle to find consistent minutes. Lately, though, he's gotten a bunch of minutes, and while some of them have been at right, uh, right wing, he's been starting a lot at left back, which is weird. Now, we, we know, we, we, we well understand that every American, anybody with an American passport has the ability to play fullback. It's just something we can do we don't know we can do it but we we can do it somehow some way um, however seeing Tim Weya pop up at left back he's not even right he's not even left footed he's right footed um, and, and put together a string of minutes and, and and to be honest I haven't really watched these games but I do get the um, I, I do get the uh, the 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 scorecard on my phone and it pops up and he, he's he's getting really good reviews playing left back for Lil'. Yeah which is just weird, man. I'm very happy that he's playing. I think that he is one of the more underrated Americans out there, Um, not necessarily by American fans. I think American fans know how good he is. But I think the world at large is unaware of how damn good Tim Weah is. I I see a lot of wingers around the world who are playing for high-profile clubs who I just don't know are as good as Tim Weah. I feel like he can be playing at a lot higher level uh, week in, week out if he can stay healthy. But left back, what's up with that?
2: I don't know. Um, But you know what? Good for him for for. Not saying I'm not playing left back. Are you kidding me? Good for him for saying, "Hey, I'm getting on this field. I'm going to put you, I'm going to put my coach in a position where he can't take me off the field. He needs to have me on there. I'm that much of an asset. And if that's coming at left back, okay, fine. I, the, he is one of the guys that I really thought would get a move uh, in January. There was some um, murmurs about him specifically. I remember one uh, at Fulham. Uh, which I was psyched about. I mean, run, run back the 2008 days of full America. Um, but good for him for, for, I mean, and we know he comes from a great family and, and he's, you know, taken it like a professional. If he's not going to start in his preferred position, he's going to work hard in training and get on the pitch any way he can, um, which I think will only bode well for him and hopefully maybe may lead him to a move uh, sometime this summer where he can get minutes week in, week out. Uh, at at right way where we all know as American fans, uh, we all know he can do damage.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He is such a devastating player and has been so good for the U.S. men's national team. Um, you just feel like there's there's a bright future ahead of him. Um, there's a bright future ahead for American soccer, despite of some of the sad news that we've yeah. gotten this week. Um, it's been kind of a down few weeks in American soccer. I mean, w- we don't have a uh, we still don't have a GM or a technical director or a head coach. Um, we still don't have a Christian Pulisic who is. I was out- gonna
2: say, but we do have an inspiring Instagram post from Christian Pulisic with the emoji saying back soon.
1: Back so, soon. Uh, we got from, that
2: going for us. Which yeah, is- uh, we need Christian
1: Pulisic back in the discourse because the discourse is getting real weird, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I want you. I want to know in the comment section. Uh, just what what do you think Jesse Marsh just failing at Leeds means for American soccer? Do you think uh, this is going to limit the opportunities for American coaches moving forward in the next few years? Um, what, what do you think the the narrative will be at Leeds if 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 this team goes down? I think the Americans will be fine. I think Tyler Adams will be able to bounce back. Weston McKinney is on a loan. So if they get relegated, he'll be back at Juventus and they'll sort that out. I don't know about Brendan Aronson, um, that'll be an interesting one but uh the the two main characters there, Leeds and mckinney i think they'll be all right uh but let me know your thoughts in the comment section for brad my name is sam this is the yanker pro brought to you by bet online thank you for subscribing thank you for liking thank you to my tier two members manuel alivarez matthew doyle matthew Hanna, michael baker Dan McVeigh, Mike Irish, Aaron m 427 Motorsport LLC, and expats everywhere. Thank you guys so much.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.